Good morning. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. I'm Janine, and this is Get the Funk Out. That was a little sample from Julia Joseph, who's going to join me at 930. We'll be featuring uh, her music throughout the show. That was Winter Wonderland. Uh, She sings, let's see, it's Julia Joseph and Kristen Karos. And uh, Julia is the daughter of Cindy Joseph, who we just lost uh, in July, and she was on the show as well. So, uh, again, that comes on. Julia is going to call in around 9.30. But right now, kicking off the show, is Dr. Beth Riccanotti. She's the author of Braided, A Journey of a Thousand Hollas. Good morning. Good morning. I have attempted to make challah before, and uh, it's, I actually do find it very relaxing, and it kind of takes you away from the chaos of your life. Yes, it is a really mindful behavior, just mixing the dough, kneading the dough, braiding the dough. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. I highly, highly recommend it. What inspired you to write a book on this? So I've been making challah for about 10 years, and I started because, well, actually, I really just started because a friend recommended to me that I make it uh, at the Jewish holidays 10 years ago. But at that time, I was completely stressed out and overwhelmed, and I was a young mom and also working as a physician, and I just was stretched too thin. And what I realized, because it worked so well that first day and I kept making the bread, what I ultimately realized was I felt better yeah. precisely for, for what you mentioned. You know, it's so relaxing and wonderful to be present. And I found that at the kitchen counter every Friday, I was able to be present. And so about five years ago, I realized that I had learned so many great life lessons that I wanted to write about it. And I thought I couldn't be the only stressed out person on the block. And if this had helped me, <laughs> right. Right, then, then maybe it would help somebody yes. else too. And so that was the beginning of me starting to write what has become Braided, A Journey of a Thousand Hollows. So you're the first person to tell me that making challah has gotten them out of a funk. <laughs> <laughs> it did. It continues to. I make it every week. Every week. And it's great that you make this a priority because I know I'm guilty of, you know, excuses and busy and all this, but you make it a priority. I do because I have found that I feel so much better for it. And I have found that for me, this is a simple and sustainable behavior. It's not going to work if you pick for your meaningful ritual, and I call this behavior my meaningful ritual. If you pick something that is so complicated that, sure, you can do it once, but if you're not going to be able to continue it, then then that defeats the purpose. So for me, this is six ingredients in a bowl. I I can prioritize that. I can do that every week. Right. I I feel better. Sure. Is this something you did when you were little? No. In fact, although I grew up Jewish, we grew up very reform, and I didn't know from Hala except occasionally what we'd get at the store. And I had no idea that there was such a rich history behind behind all of this. So, no, I hadn't started this until about until about 10 years ago. I'm on, and I'm so grateful. Well, you know what? I 
grew up not very religious as well, and so I didn't really know what challah was, you know, until I was a young adult, I would say. Um, but it's it becomes a really beautiful ritual. Now, is it something, obviously, you said you're a mom, right? Yes, we have three children. So they must love this. They do, and that's why it's, it's lovely and easy to continue in part because they they do love it, and their friends love it, and it's become... It's become a thing in our house, which is really lovely. We we have Friday night dinner every week, and and their friends know there will be fresh warm hollow. Mm-hmm. And it's a great touch point or anchor to the week, and I'm grateful for that. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Dr. Beth Riccanati. What does, for people that don't know, what does challah symbolize in the Jewish tradition? Absolutely. So challah is a... Uh, traditional bread that we have every Friday night on Shabbat, and normally it is a braided bread, and, and that is what I make most weeks. Just I, I, I do a three-braided because it's easier for me than the uh, more robust six-braided that you might see at the bakery. Um, but during, during the course of the year, sometimes you'll see different shapes. Like at the Jewish New Year, for example, I make a round challah mm-hmm. because that symbolizes the continuity and it's a new year, and it's a new cycle, etc. So there are different shapes throughout the year, but normally every week on Friday, I, I make the traditional braided bread um, that we have as part of Shabbat, as and, part of the, the Friday night dinner. And let me just say that my daughters love it with chocolate chips or raisins. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so do mine. You know? Um, so Yeah, what, I tend to, to make it plain because it's just for me that, that that's, that's an easier, more straightforward approach, but I definitely have found that my kids do like all the additions. And actually, since the books come out, and other women and other people have started telling me about what they make, there are some wonderful different kinds of hala out there. So it is certainly worth exploring that. Now, how does this tie in? Because you're a physician, and how do you, you know, point out to people that baking hala is something that can be really helpful to you emotionally, mentally, you know, in long yes. term? So that's a great question. I love that question. I think that um, we all need to have meaningful rituals in our lives for so many reasons, but one of the main reasons is because it helps to address stress. And I see it in my clinical practice, and I see it in my own life. You know, stress can make us sick. Oh yeah, it just it just can, and so for me, hala isn't making hala is an opportunity to stop each Friday and to be mindful and to be present. And I don't really care what your meaningful ritual is, but I do strongly believe you have to have something in your life to manage your stress. And maybe it's yoga, and maybe it's meditation, and maybe it's gardening. It doesn't matter. Pick pick what you will, but I strongly, strongly believe that we have to manage our stress in order to be healthy. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I mean, as I pointed out, the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And if we don't have, I heard a giggle. (laughs) Yes, I love it. (laughs) Thank you. Um, If we don't have some kind of ritual to keep ourselves sane and out of that funk or know how to manage it when something comes up, then we get lost. Yes. Yes. You know? It's, it's it's such a simple idea, and yet I think it's such a profound idea, because you're right. You have to have a, an anchor, a way to to remind yourself to be 
to be in the here and now and to, to calm down. And there's so many things that we can do that, that are easy. You know, maybe it's taking a walk. You know, I, I recently spoke with someone who, who just, she just walks every day. And, and that's her, her anchor and her way to the managed stress. Right. But we, ha- we have to, get, to your point, we have to get out of our funk. And, and you can do it in so many ways. And I do it by making hawa. I think it's wonderful. Yeah, I recently uh, read something where somebody said um, creativity is medicine. And I feel like what you do, cooking is creative. And yes. you can put your own spin on it. Um, but it's this wonderful way of taking a breath. And as you said, you know, stopping. Yes, it absolutely is. The, there's actually a whole body of research about the tactile arts and how they help to manage stress and anxiety. And when I say tactile arts, it's exactly what you're saying. It's, it's creative, creative endeavor. So knitting, pottery, for me, it's kneading dough. But you're absolutely right that being creative is a terrific way to, to combat stress in our lives. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. My husband asked me, do you feel more relaxed after you've gotten a massage or you played guitar? And I said, guitar, mm. guitar. Because it's something it does to my brain where it completely takes me away to a, like a different world. It just takes me out of everything I've been focusing on. That's so interesting. I like that. And I think that goes along with exactly what we're saying. Because you're strumming the guitar. Your hands are literally on the guitar. Right. That tactile sense. Yeah, yeah. So what else would you like people to know about your book? What I like about the book and what I like to share with with others is that it's a lot of things at once. Uh, It's a memoir. It's a cookbook. It's a how-to self-help book. And it's short and sweet, so it's very accessible. And I hope what readers get from it, not only can they make fabulous challah, and one of the most fun things I've had in the last few months since it's released in September, I get all these wonderful emails of people making challah, and it's Aww. just beautiful. So That's there nice. is that piece of it for sure. Yeah. Um, and in addition, what I hope that people get really is this idea that you can have a meaningful ritual, and you should, and you'll feel better for it, regardless of what it is. I mean, you can read my story, and it's it's about challah, but... But as I've said, it, it can be anything, really. And for you, it's guitar playing, which I think is so beautiful. Thank you. Well, I think this is perfect also because it's Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah, by the way. Thank you. Yes. It makes for a great gift. <laughs> right. I mean, and just the idea of, I mean, just doing something meaningful for the holiday, and then you continue yes. this on as you do for every, every Friday. Right. It's really fun, and it's terrific this time of year. You're absolutely right to, to celebrate with others and to celebrate with Shabbat and challah. It's terrific. So somebody I saw just um, this weekend made a challah in the shape of a, of a menorah. Really? Beautiful. Oh, that's so clever. Right? I mean, beyond my, my level oh, no. of creativity, but I thought it was beautiful. <laughs> no, no, no. I could never. <laughs> I know. Mine would look like some strange creature like octopus or something. <laughs> Yeah, uh, well, know about that. But yes, I, I, I stick to the tried and true shapes. I think it's great. Did you ever um, imagine yourself a writer? I mean, you know, here you are a physician. You, you attended uh, Columbia Presbyterian. Um, was this something you always wanted to do? Well, this is a big pivot. This is definitely a pivot. I have been doing medical writing for a while, and I started probably actually about 10 years ago doing some writing online in the health and wellness space. 
But a book like this was not uh, part of my my worldview until about five years ago. Um, I really had not set out on this path. And it's been so much fun to step out of, of my more, um, not traditional, but you know, the, the role that I, I had for myself and to just swing wildly to, to another space. It's great. I highly recommend that, 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 you, that you try something new. I agree. It's fun. Yes. It's, uh, it's an interesting approach because here you're a physician and you're recommending making kala. And there are so many wonderful benefits and lessons to this. Yes. I definitely am recommending it, and I'm recommending it for health and wellness, not to mention that it's so much fun. You know, one of the big lessons that I've also learned is that about um, having a community. And one of the things that I get to be reminded of every week, because I now often make holla with others, is how meaningful and profound it is to stand around the kitchen counter with, with other women, our hands deep in bowls of dough, sharing stories. And again, you know, talking about being a physician, there's a lot of data about the benefit of doing activities together and being in a community. It, it combats loneliness and it combats despair and it helps manage anxiety. But honestly, it also just helps to um, helps you feel better. It sure does. That, that sense of connection, which a lot right. of times we're so busy, we don't make time for. I want to uh, give out your website, housecallsforwellness.com. That is so cute. Thank you. And where else can people find you? Uh, they can find me both on Facebook at Beth Riccanati Author, and they can find me on Instagram. And I have the same handle on Instagram as my website, House Calls for Wellness. Perfect. Beth, I want to thank you so much for calling in. This is wonderful. Congratulations on your book. Thank you. I really appreciate being able to speak with you today. My pleasure. And again, happy Hanukkah. Thanks. Have a great day. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Dr. Beth Riccanati. She's the author of the new release, Braided, A Journey of a Thousand Hollas. And she's built her career around bringing wellness into women's everyday lives, especially busy moms struggling life and children. Uh, if you want more information, everything is on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a little break, and then we'll be back, and I have several guests calling in. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine. Thank you.